it's your boy, the one and only Ace Switch, aka uh, I paid two hundred thousand dollars for my collar, <laughs> aka um, damn it, damn it, I had it. I had it, but I lost it. <laughs> AKA, I had it, but I lost it. <laughs> AKA, uh, eat eat the peanut butter with your shirt off. <laughs> oh my god! I can't, man. I can't. <laughs> Eat the peanut butter with your shirt off. <laughs> oh Why is that so funny to me? <laughs> it's like you're eating peanut butter with your shirt off. I mean, come on now. <laughs> I'm just envisioning eating peanut butter with your shirt off. I mean, it's peanut butter. Oh, man, I am stupid. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm crying, man. <laughs> Peanut butter with your shirt on. <laughs> it's so dumb and random at the same time. Oh, man. Alright. Alright. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah. Oh, man. All right, <laughs> you gotta get gotta get my cheeks right. <laughs> uh, I am not high or anything. I just wanna just wanna put that out there. I'm high on life though. Maybe you know it. All right, welcome to yet another episode of Switches Sights, episode twenty three, twenty three. Uh, today's date is uh. September 19th, 2019, uh, 9, 1919. Uh, I think that's the, this is the only, only time I'll get to say that. So, um, I said it, what of it? Um, and yeah, a lot of interesting news topics that came out today. Also want to catch up on some stuff that I missed, uh, because man, last episode was pretty packed too. So, um, yeah. Let's uh, catch up on it. Uh, for those that may not know, this is the podcast or my solo gaming podcast where I talk about news, gaming news that interests me as well as other nerd related stuff, which we do have a fair amount of in this episode. So uh, it's time to stop the dilly dallying and get right to it. Shall we? I think we shall. Why am I asking a question if we're going to do it? But that's besides the point, you know? So, uh, first topic of discussion, make sure I got my window, my window, right? Okay. All right. I see you out there. Uh, so first topic of discussion is the man, the myth, the legend himself, uh, the God, Hideo Kojima, um, in a recent interview, with uh GameSpot uh talking about some of the trials and tribulations uh that comes with you know uh making his own studio and kind of starting from scratch given you know the legacy 
that he has created with that, which is, um, you know, Metal Gear and amongst other games, but obviously probably the most popular amongst the gaming population is death. Oh, I was about to say Death Stranded, but hey, we, we, we don't know that, that could that could that could just topple, demolish Metal Gear. We don't know uh, Metal Gear. So uh, I read the article fully. I uh, had a lot of interesting points. Uh, I just I, I just want to highlight a couple of the interesting points um, that he did cover that I found fascinating. Uh, one that stood out in particular was um, uh, his, uh, I guess, his reputation for like taking ridiculously long to uh, churn out uh, masterpieces of games, even though at the same time, I mean, you can't can't rush greatness is is, is greatness you can't rush it uh but i digress um but uh he did pretty much uh, at least from what i got basically literally justify (laughs) um a lot of the reasoning and you know uh yeah reasoning why he's at least perceived to be um be late in terms of creating his games or whatever so the first aspect was, or in particular, was that um, he uh, had to make his own engine from scratch. So um, that in of itself generally takes a long time, which makes a lot of sense. You know, you're making a whole new engine that, you know, throws in all these variables and then you have the um, kind of trying to get it to play well with, um, you know, the various consoles in terms of how it was at least, I guess our best representation of that was Metal Gear Solid five, where, you know, that spanned across four, two generations of consoles as well. It was on 360 PS three, um, and then, uh, Xbox one is PS four. So that is a lot to kind of handle and manage as well, you know, in general game development. But he says, you know, in the article, like, yeah, I'm totally paraphrasing, but, you know, yeah, I'm a pretty efficient man. You know, whenever I need to make a decision, I make it right then. And then uh, he said something else in particular, like, yeah, he like he likes to avoid emails as much as possible, uh, basically just in order to make things more streamlined and, you know, cut the time lag. Uh, at least that's a, a weird term he was using that, uh, you know, he was correlating a lot with Death Stranding in terms of like the him making a new genre, which is another point, too, that he, uh, you know, was uh, trying to, I guess, explain and clear up for, you know, a lot of the still questions and concerns about what this game is and will be in terms of when it does release um, to the masses in a very short time. Jesus, like two months from now that is crazy. Um, but yeah, in of itself, it is amazing that this is, uh, this is coming out in a reasonable time. Like he announced it roughly in 2015 and yeah, roughly, uh, well, I guess, yeah, he didn't make development. He didn't start development yet when he kind of announced the title, but, um, roughly a three year time frame, at least what he said in terms of just making the game, which is pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Considering, especially considering his uh, unfortunate perceived, um, you know, 
uh, I guess, perception that he's just maybe just taking his time like he wants and just want to live how he live or whatever. But I mean, you are a human being. People need to live how they live anyway. So get off the man's back. I'm not not sure who I'm, who I'm barking at, but I'm just saying. The dude makes hits. The dude makes bangers day to day. Give him that. Okay. Um, another interesting aspect he talked about is basically that Death Strand is going to be a new genre, which is interesting. I never took this game to be a whole new genre in general. I thought it was like going to kind of be like Metal Gear. That's probably just my base fame frame of reference. Um, but he did say that it will give you the options to play the game like how you want to, which is which is definitely um, comforting because, uh, you know, more than likely I would like to just play actiony as actiony as possible. But, you know, I may take it, take the game for what it's worth and try to play it more like it's intended to or what Hideo intends um, players to play. Um, which is interesting. So mind you, I avoided the uh, 50 minute presentation that uh, I guess he premiered at Tokyo Game Show. So it's a lot of stuff I may not be aware of that was maybe exposed in that demo. I'm basically going into a sub sub media blackout for uh, Death Stranding, like looking up articles and maybe hearing some aspects of the game is fine. But uh, at least seeing the video footage, I think I'm pretty much done at this point is pretty apparent. I'm just going to I'm going to get it either way. Just, uh, you know, marvel in the greatness that is a himself. But um, yeah, so I mean, in terms of this new strand genre, uh, it's apparently pretty much with the game, at least what I've been seeing initially from the game is that you're just walking around, walking around and uh, basically generally walking around and like, um, what am I thinking of? Walking around and delivering stuff and trying to connect the cities or whatever, um, I guess to ideally bring peace to some extent. I don't know. That's what that's the impression I got at least. But I'm pretty certain knowing Hideo uh, and his his very very pristine and immaculate brain of his that is going to be way deeper than that. Um, and you know, obviously, a lot of hidden themes and messages like all the previous, um, you know. Uh, Hideo Kojima title. So all in all, uh, very excited, anticipating it greatly. Um, I think, like I said before, I think this game is a lot more than it's leading on to be. I think uh, he's going to be he's playing with a lot of our expectations in general. But either way, I'm going to have the most opened mind towards this game. And I'm, 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 I'm waiting for my mind to be blown. I trust Hideo with his direction. He hasn't failed me uh, since even Metal Gear Solid 5. Gameplay was solid. Clearly, it wasn't his fault. So, I mean, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, in line with uh, PlayStation News, uh, Sony announced that they're going to have a state of play September 24th, 2019. Uh, when is that? That a Monday or Tuesday. That's a Tuesday. Okay. Or P at 1 p.m. Pacific. Okay. Um, 
Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the funny part that got me is that they they they're they're quick to they're quick to temper them expectations, which I I give play, PlayStation the utmost expect about that is that they're like um, what did they say? Something they mentioned, yeah, right here. Oh, and it's it probably bears mentioning. Don't expect any updates related to our next gen plans in this episode. Like, okay, all right, okay. All right, PlayStation, you're aware of your fans and the expectations and the hype. I respect that. You can only respect that, really. I'm just saying, you know. So, yeah, that's uh, 20 minutes, they said. So um, pretty apparent, like we uh, talked about last episode, that The Last of Us Part Two is definitely going to be a factor. Um, I think a lot of people were saying Ghost of Tsushima is probably going to get a release date. Um, probably maybe some other miscellaneous indie titles or something like that. Um, maybe some surprise announcements. I'd totally be down for that as well. Uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure. You already know. Probably some lesser known titles or not as popular titles, niche titles. Um, but not be too far out the realm of possibility as well. So, um... Oh yeah, before I forget, I forgot uh forgot to talk about forgot forgot to talk about the immaculate, the beautiful, the lustrous, just all encompassing 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 encompassing, I think so, encompassing greatness. That was the final set. Uh, I can't I'm just so uh, I'm just so enamored. I can't even say it correctly. Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer. And I uh, also saw a little bit of the... I skimmed through the uh, gameplay that um, um, the director, original director and director of Final Fantasy Remake um, did or, you know, kind of um, led, if you will. And God, it just, it just looks so great. But we just got to... Jesus, it just looks so good. Looks so good. I want to lick. I just want to lick. I want. I want to lick the director. I mean, clearly. I mean, if I if I had an opportunity, actually, uh, I did go to a Final Fantasy concert uh, last. This was around E three, I believe. I had the opportunity to lick him too. I should have took it. I really did. I should have just went up to him and just licked him. Just licked him relentlessly. With reckless abandon, but I didn't. I I I, re, I refrained. I contained myself. I was like, you know what? It's gonna be. It's gonna be one day. Uh, I'll hopefully get to see him again. And then, when that moment comes, this tongue he about to get it. I mean, not. I like that. All right. Okay. All right. This is. All right. I didn't mean to steer this ship in in in, in this weird direction. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Where did this go? <laughs> this is not going where <laughs> this is not going where I wanted to go. Uh, I, I I mean I really love him as a director. I love his work. Okay, I'm so that's all I'm just saying. I just want to show my appreciation by just giving him a couple of licks on the face. Okay, all right. Don't get it twisted. Relax. Chill out. Heathens, all of you. Um. So yeah, uh, man, seeing Tifa, she she looking fluid, she looking right, you know, in all the ways, 
all the ways i'll say that um just her animations just uh just fluid her combos just looking great immaculate just spendiferous it's something to behold uh era she doing just like <laughs> era just doing like uh what 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 are they called in uh elementary the um you be twirling the baton. I forgot what you call him. She was basically one of those and came reimagined, came to life. She was just twirling. She was twirling that boy hard, man. She was like, <laughs> <laughs> she was doing some damage though. She was getting them hits in, you know, she was supporting, she was supporting the party. Clearly. <laughs> I just found that funny. It's like, yeah, it's not much you can really do with Aerith and make her like really actiony. But then again, it's like I, I don't think any of us were expecting her to be like drastically different than what she was in the original original game. So you know, I'm totally fine with it. Aerith, you looking good as well. All right, just want to let you know that. Me personally. All right. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that. I, uh, we were a little bit strapped for time during that period. So I thought I would, uh, have to address that in this episode because it was, it needed to be addressed because that trailer is just great in every way. And I forgot they, uh, introduced that you can do a uh, turn base as well. So you have the option if you are a final fantasy seven purist, and want to play the remake as close and accurately to the original as possible, you can actually play it in turn-based uh, format. Well, basically, it, at least the impression we got from the trailer um, or the gameplay is that uh, it looks like it auto-plays for you, but then at certain moments, you can take control in terms of, you know, um, doing your certain commands or active active battle commands or whatever. Where it's basically like a pseudo limit break. I guess they're like more significant attacks, but not not actually limit breaks where, you know, there actually are those in the game as well. So um, it seems like at least what I'm anticipating is that it kind of gives you just a passive control. So like maybe if you're feeling adventurous, you can actually control it if you want or something like that. I don't know. Either way, that's pretty cool. I'm just giving options. I may maybe encouraged to play both in that mode and classic mode just to get the full effect of Final Fantasy VII for sure. And man, just to just to speak on the game uh, of what it's looking like so far, it it totally I totally understand this this format, at least, you know, what people are saying that it's going to be, um, you know, going to be episodic or it's pretty certain that it's going to be bro- broken into parts. Um, what what they've been showing and doing clearly does um rectify that because it's like man they are like fleshing the hell out of a lot of aspects of the of the story and the game and adding additional people and stuff um so it's definitely valid i'm pretty i'm pretty i I'll, you know i think a lot of us were very opposed to the idea of it being broken into parts and like oh boy this is gonna be dragged out for you know seemingly the wrong reasons but honestly it looks like uh it's being done for all the right reasons you know in terms of just fleshing out the world and the story making it make more sense uh you know in today's day day and age and stuff like that so all for it 
all together. Um, man, that game is just looking delicious. I just want to eat it up. I'm literally just going to buy an additional copy just to physically eat because I love it that much. Wait on it. I'm going to make a YouTube video. Switch literally eats Final Fantasy 7 because it's that good. I'm <laughs> literally uh, sacrificing my health because I love that game so much. Outside of, you know, irregularly playing the game um, in the same amounts that it affects your well-being. I mean, clearly, obviously. So, um, uh, also for wanted to touch on Gun Grain of Overdose, uh, the trailer they released at TGS as well. I did not know that game was what it was. I thought I was like, oh boy, I guess some other VR knockoff or something like that. Um, but yeah, it seems to be like a feels like a direct sequel to the PS2 games, which I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm not. I think I beat the first one. I haven't beat the second one. Uh, I may have not beaten the first one either, but I like just the whole setting and vibe and story and character of, you know, um, Gungrave. So I may be encouraged to maybe play that, uh, at some point, but, uh, man, it looks great. I'm definitely, that's definitely on my radar. I'm not sure when it's released date it is, but it feels like a very niche title is going to be like instantly like discounted but uh, i definitely want to get it day one for sure um that trailer was great man that was an awesome trailer too boy but yeah enough for the uh tgs recap just wanted to touch on some of that because i think it deserves attention but uh moving on to additional news um the greatness that is Monster Hunter World Iceborne. I've been playing that shit like this whole freaking week. Uh, it is great. I am loving it. It's got its hooks in me. I'm wanting to do all these damn side quests, get all these parts, get my arm out like up to level 50,000 so I can just decimate monsters. But, um, you know, that's just that's just my interpretation of it. Um, but Monster Hunter World has a core new Capcom press release has shipped 2.5 million units globally. That is just greatness right there. You see that? Just just this whole little niche game that just was very, that had the, the most ridiculous learning curve is now fluttered into a, a butterfly that is just a worldwide phenomenon maybe that's that's maybe saying too much but uh, uh the capcom highest selling ip akin to resident evil of all of all titles that's just that is just crazy i love to see it though you love to see it though um very proud of monster hunter um it's well deserved by far. This is the most accessible monster hunter ever, especially with this additional expansion. Um, yeah, man, I am I am thoroughly enjoying it still. Um, kudos, kudos, Capcom. You hit it out the park with this one. You really did. Home run, home run. I guess it goes without saying, but ships doesn't mean soul technically, but. Or actually, do they refer to the because it's been made? It's pretty apparent that it's more so digital than um 
physical. It does include digital. How do you ship digital sales? That doesn't make sense. Maybe they're just referring specifically shipment and digital sales. So they must must it must be a lot of people that maybe is getting getting the master edition that comes with the original game as well as the Iceborne DLC. That's my suspicion, but who knows? Either way, well deserved, Capcom. You deserve it more than anybody. Moving on to the next topic of discussion is this this just this stupidness. So News broke out that there was this uh, Ohio gamer that was sentenced to 15 month prison for swatting. Of course, uh, if you are akin to to Twitch, <laughs> uh, it's pretty pr- probably pretty safe bet that you're aware of what swatting is. For those that don't know, I want to say I mentioned it in another episode, but just for uh, I guess context uh swatting is basically when some uh some random nobody that doesn't care uh, about themselves or just is spiteful in general um prank calls or not necessarily prank calls but calls your local um police office um and then basically uh um fakes that there's a bomb threat or, you know, uses those keywords, uh, which, you know, I guess, uh, assuming by their standards is that they, uh, are, you know, inclined to do that. Uh, man, this, this plane, this plane though, I'm gonna see y'all later. I'm about to jump on this, <laughs> about to get parachuted on as I'm saying, <laughs> I just realized that <laughs> they heard me, they called me. Um, yeah. So, Basically, you um, or at least I'm 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 not a hundred percent sure how you do it because it, it it's just stupid anyway. But basically, you call the police station, say there's a bomb threat, and then they come and storm the address, which you probably got by just very stalkery, creepy means anyway. And then they do generally just break into your house without admission. And in some cases, you know, leads to very dangerous scenarios where, you know, um, they're already on the offensive and you are just taken by surprise. And in some cases you could get shot and killed, um, just based off of somebody, you know, doing this dumb gesture or whatever. I mean, I, why would I even say gesture? It's just, it's just stupid and dangerous and, um, just vile overall. Um, and unfortunately, uh, that is basically what happened, uh, which is, uh, this person, um, I think it was, uh, Oh, call of duty world war two game. I almost thought it was Madden. Um, got upset by a dollar 50 bet playing call of duty, uh, call of duty world war two online. um, and basically in response to, uh, you know, losing, being spiteful, uh, he swatted the guy and then unfortunately they swatted his home and shot the guy and he died. Um, so that just goes to show you how kind of messed up this stuff can get, you know, uh, well, I guess he apparently recruited a prankster, so it wasn't technically him that did it or called but he got somebody else to do it 
and ultimately led to that either way. So either way, it's still his fault because he pretty much initiated it anyway. Um, and he only got 15 months of prison. So that's like what a year and three months that is nowhere near enough time to, uh, give him for doing this dumb shit. He probably at least, least five years, five years be, be only because he technically didn't do it. But I mean, technically didn't do the call or whatever, but still just the, the initial intention um, is, is, is clearly, you know, dangerous and life threatening anyway. So it's like five years minimum. Cause that, that is not a dude got his life taken away because of what he did. That is just sad, man. That really is tragic. Messed up. And then, then, uh, I guess a quote in terms of the uh, courtroom statement of him, uh, you know, justifying himself. I think he pled guilty to try to get a plea deal, which is probably why he got his sentence maybe lowered or something, um, is that he's awfully sorry for what happened. Awfully sorry. Ain't going to bring back that dude that got killed, got shot. Just saying. Pretty sad, man. <sighs> really sad. I hope this, uh, if anything, this does bring awareness uh, to swatting. So at least now police are going to be more, I hope, more kind of apprehensive about people calling in about bomb threats and stuff like that. Uh, at least, you know, um, and I think uh, what a lot of people are doing as well, uh, you know, specifically people in, in the media and streaming and stuff is, uh, you know, calling their local police office and just giving them a flag like, hey, you know, um, you may get some calls or somebody trying to threat or, you know, fake a bomb threat. Um uh, in my name and just let you know that, yeah, you might get that. So, um, that's definitely just good, uh, will, uh, to do for sure, you know, as a safe precaution, uh, to prevent BS like this from happening, which is just stupid, man. This should have never became popular. Should have never caught on at all. It really shouldn't Ugh. put you in a bad state, you know, it really does. Really dumb. Really stupid. Uh, moving on to other news. <sighs> Try to shake that off, really. Um, Rockstar Games. <laughs> if you thought you didn't need another uh, launcher on your PC to launch uh, your PC games, well, sir, you are wrong because Rockstar thinks you need yet another launcher in your PC collection. And that is Rockstar Games Launcher which if you uh, sign up now, you'll get a free copy of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas for PC. So, um, yeah, I guess it's, I guess it's no surprise that we kind of should have seen this coming, you know? Uh, I mean, it, it's probably a safe assumption that uh, Red, Dead, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is gonna come out and it's gonna be exclusive on Rockstar Games launcher. Um, that's a pretty safe bet. Clearly, Grand Theft Auto 5, which is still like freaking still <laughs> what three oh, man, 2013, like six years later, still on the top top ten charts of uh, selling games and stuff is is ridiculous. 
Um, but yeah, I think pretty much every title is going to be exclusive. It's honestly smart. I mean, you know, the business side sees the intention, but just the consumer side is just like, ugh, another damn launcher I have to install and worry about and try to launch. On the good side, I know there uh, is this, um, to kind of remedy this this problem, well, I mean, honestly, first world problem, if we're being honest, um, with this is that there's going to be a, whatchamacallit, um, G, uh, GOG uh, launcher that's going to be universal and try to be uh, just a general um, universal launcher that will kind of help circumvent just all the confusion and trying to remember to open up all these damn launchers and try to, you know, bring some uniformity to just all this kind of just clutter of launchers. I think that's at least what I feel like. So that's a good sign. I mean, I can't knock Rockstar for doing it, but it's like at the same time, it's like, ugh, why, why must you do this Rockstar? Ugh, I'm probably going to download it though. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I like a damn follower. I'm a damn follower, you know? Sad. Uh, oh, yes. And probably one of the biggest gains uh, this week. The man, the myth, uh, the wannabe champion up until now where he is legitimately, legitimately the champion. Ash motherfucking catch him is now a Pokemon champion. Um, you know, he's had his trials and tribulations uh, pretty much throughout the whole Pokemon series, uh, at least just, just hitting it, just getting them top eights consistently, uh, even top four, even a runner up almost winning it and then just losing it every time. Uh, I guess it's apparently a running gag within the Pokemon series. Honestly, I thought he's always won every one, but I guess I think I was getting that mixed up in the Pokemon series where he would beat a gym leader and get the badge. But then I think when it goes to the finale of the whole uh, season, then it would be a Pokemon championship and then he would lose those, which I guess I got that mixed up. I thought he always won. So I was like, is this really a surprise? But then I was like, oh yeah, you're right. I guess he never really did win a uh, legit Pokemon championship. So, um, yeah, it was good to, good, good to, uh, good to know. <laughs> I like the running joke too, is that, uh, <laughs> what do they say? It's like some just, uh, clear time difference or, you know, like the ongoing joke about, you know, animated, animated characters, like being the same age for like 20 years, which is, I think they said in here, like, uh, I forgot what it was. I think they like, uh, the developers of the show or some themselves are like after 20 years, uh, 10 year. <laughs> yeah. After 20 years, uh, 10 year old Ash Ketchum finally wins the championship. I'm like, uh, what <laughs> does that make sense? Uh, um, who, who, who did the math on this? Isn't he, isn't he, what is he, shouldn't be, he be 30 right now? What, who is, who is doing this? What is he drinking? I want some. <laughs> uh, but uh, as you know, a pretty much a big Pokemon, a former big Pokemon fan when I was a kid, I ain't gonna, uh, let me rephrase that. 
I, I've always had a special place in my heart for Pokemon. Um, when I was a kid, uh, you know, I was big into Pokemon blue, blue, red, yellow, silver. Uh, then I kind of started tapering off after the GBA one, uh, Sapphire. That's when I kind of fell out of the Pokemon craze and game, if you will. Um, as, as well as the animated series. So pretty much when I was big in Pokemon, I was, I was watching the animated, uh, shows as well, but then pretty much fell off both collectively after that. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that that sparks, uh, spark get reignited with, uh, Pokemon sword and shield. Uh, I have Pokemon sun tried that, but I never got around to actually playing it legitimately put maybe three, four hours into it and then just never got around to playing it fully or finishing it. So hoping Pokemon sword, an actual legit console Pokemon that, uh, I think we've all been wanting for the longest, uh, may change that. So we'll see. We shall see. But I thought this had, this deserves mention for sure. Ash mother motherfucking catch him, you know? You've been working so hard. And I think this is definitely, you know, I think what a lot of people are harking on as well is that uh, this is just a great testament. Uh, you know, if you keep busting your ass, uh, it's not about how many times you get get knocked down, but how many times you get back up. <laughs> you're going to suck this shit up. You're going you're gonna to win them championships, Ash. <laughs> it's probably, it has to be. Ash has to have some black like a little Mac equivalent, uh, trainer that's just giving them this, 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 uh, encouragement and, uh, you know, the, the encouragement and support like Ash. Okay. We, we, we lost this championship, but you gonna, you gonna fight your ass and we gonna get this net. Oh, oh we gonna keep training Ash. We gonna win it one day. We gonna win it one day. And he probably like died recently like the year before this championship to like, you know, diabetes or something <laughs> that, that gave him, that gave him the fire he needed to, this is for you. This was you black, black Pokemon trainer that I learned a lot from insert, you know, call him Randall. It's gotta be Randall. Yeah. That, that's a Pokemon. That's a black Pokemon trainer character name. I think Randall. Yeah, that's accurate. That's that's canon. Write that in the book. That's canon for sure. I'm just saying. Um, a big ups to uh, Ash Catcher Man. That's that's the quintessential um, role model, you know. That's that's a, that's a great role model for uh, you know, kids to go by. Not a fan of the animation of this this last season though. At least going by this picture, it does not look that uh. I'm personally not a fan of it. I guess they trying to change it up, but ooh, I'm not really, I'm not really feeling that. I like uh, original Ash. He looked look just anime. I like that. Either way, moving on. Um, big ups to Ash. Pick up to Ash, though. I give him one. I give him a fist bump. Fist bump for Ash. Um, in other news, breaking news. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019, the reboot. Um, they did announce that there is going to be cross-platform play. Um, but then I think that sparked a lot of questions as well. Uh, so at least now, 
Um, they recently announced, like, just on the wake of the Xbox and PC beta that's just dropped earlier today, which I am about to play the hell out of. Um, it was pretty much up in the air and how, how content was going to work specifically. Uh, but they did announce at least now that maps and modes will be available on all platforms at the same time. So, uh, this pretty much squashes the, uh, console exclusivity stuff with like PlayStation then, you know, previously Xbox, but they did say that PlayStation will still have some exclusivity of some sort or something like that. Um, I don't think they said exclusivity specifically. I think they use some other weird suggestive terminology, but I think a lot of people, including myself, are speculating that it's like going to be maybe a double XP boost for like two weeks or something after when it releases or something like that, which seems the most likely. I can't see them trying to do anything drastic because that's clearly going to give is clearly going to give people a huge advantage over, you know, the other console players in terms of crossplay. So, um, I think anything content related will be consistent across all platforms, but I'm not sure about, um, what exactly would be exclusive exclusive at this point with PlayStation. Hopefully, uh, personally, I don't, I'm done. I, I don't want any more of this exclusivity crap, especially now that we're getting crossplay. So I hope this uh, trend goes on to, you know, next Call of Duties and future ones uh, where this is going to be the standard and, um, you know, just kind of revitalize Call of Duty again, which is kind of being feeling like, too, because I guess I um, well, I guess we'll say my my thoughts on Call of Duty uh, towards the end. But um, in terms of just this as a whole, um, this is great. Uh, in terms of, you know, just this stupid time exclusivity. So I know at least for this, they announced that at least for PlayStation that they would get a map. I think it went from a week early to a day early to now it's going to be uh, consistent on all platforms. So for me, that's definitely just going to make me go Xbox all the way because that's always been my associated platform. I always like to play Call of Duty on, especially, you know, the uh, Xbox controller really tends itself well to uh, Xbox over PlayStation, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, for the exclusivity, I'm like, uh, I guess I'll mess with PlayStation. And then, you know, it was OK, but I just overall just like playing a, a Call of Duty on Xbox. It just feels more right. You know, I don't know if maybe it's just that bias of the uh, console exclusivity uh, before with uh, Xbox beforehand. But in general, I mean, I think just not having it at all, I'm totally fine with not having this dumb exclusivity stuff, uh, you know, specifically with multiplayer games like Call of Duty is fine. Um, and I think they also, at least we also confirmed that there is a cross progression. So I think that in most cross cross play title that's that's kind of implied because i mean uh it's definitely the case with fortnite um but it was kind of up in the air if that would be the case for call of duty but uh i believe in another article um or at least from a uh, from the kind of echo chamber at least i know it was in a reset error thread i was looking at too that uh you you do cross progress uh so pretty much all the you know stuff or data you did uh, does crossover, which kind of makes sense because I know when you play Call of Duty on the beta before it was tied to your um, Activision account 
or Call of Duty account. So that will be the name that will display and not your like um, Xbox or PS4 gamer tag. So um, it makes sense either way, which is great. That's actually going to encourage me to probably uh, potentially um, get it on all platforms just to give me the nice option and variability whenever you know what, you know, what? I feel like playing on PS4 today. Uh, you know what? I feel like playing on PC today, uh, which is great. In line with that, they did talk about and discuss the cross play um, kind of uh, architecture, if you will, in terms of like how it, how it does how they are handling it. So basically, generally how it works is that uh, crossplay is split between your input device. So um, if you play on mouse came, uh, mouse and keyboard, you can also play mouse and keyboard on PS4 as well as Xbox One. So if you play on mouse and keyboard, you'll be um, basically associated with mouse and keyboard players in terms of who you'll match up with. So, uh, that was probably my biggest issue and concern with crossplay is, uh, you know, input device. So it is good that they are kind of going that route and basically letting you play, um, specifically, um, being tied to your input device. But if you want to want to play against other people, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> My bad. Um, in case you want to play, uh, if you feeling like that, that savage feeling like a savage after getting what, uh, 210, 10, uh, chopper gunners in a row, then you could, uh, also opt to, you know, play with keyboard players if you want. So, uh, if anything, I love me some damn options. I think anybody be kind of dumb to not want options in terms of how they want to play. So um, that's actually what's going to encourage me to want to play on PC more as well as that. Because obviously, if you play a game on PC, you're more than likely have to play with uh, keyboard and mouse players. Uh, but if you have a controller connected to the PC, uh, you'll be matched with controller players. So whether that's console or PC players that are playing controller as well. And it seems like they do have a pretty strict uh, system in terms of, um, you know, trying to mitigate at least the people that are going to try to, you know, use the XIM, uh, devices or, you know, the keyboard hacking devices that let, you know, trick your PlayStation into, um, thinking that it's a controller when you're actually playing mouse and keyboard or whatever. It at least is going to try to mitigate that because I think like if you play mouse and keyboard on on uh, the beta and you disconnect or something like let's say you put in mouse and keyboard and disconnect and try to connect a controller real quick to try to, you know, circumvent whatever. I think it's just going to kick you out and boot you back to the uh, main menu because it'll pick up on that loss of input, which is totally respectable and totally understandable. So, I mean, all for that, all for mitigating and trying to minimize at least, you know, hackers and cheaters or whatever. I mean, it, it's 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 apparent that it, it's still going to be, you know, rampant to some extent, but at least um, Call of Duty making an effort to try to you know, try to regulate that in some way is, is is always, you know, very. What's the word? Very just. Just comforting, yeah, endearing, comforting, you know. So, yeah, a lot of great news with Call of Duty. This is shaping up to be a really damn good game. I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
uh, when I was playing a beta. I'll uh, provide some more of my impressions uh, as we end the show out um, from there. But all in all, good news. Next, in terms of just greatness all this week in terms of sales, uh, Gears of War 5, breaking them records um, from an article, newsxbox.com, breaking them records. Biggest launch on it for any Xbox game studios game this generation. Uh, I'm not sure if that's saying a lot, at least that that specific statement. But I mean, I guess for Xbox, that's obviously a good win. So, um, you know, Gears 5 released on Game Pass. At least that's presumably how many people uh, played it. Um, but, you know, it said what three million. Yeah, over three million players uh um, at least logged in on the opening weekend, um, at least set new records for Xbox, Xbox game pass, uh, with the biggest launch week of any Xbox studios title this generation. I'm not sure if that, that technically doesn't include halo, but I guess because it was made by Bungie, it doesn't count at least the first three. Cause I'm assuming those broke some insane records too. Um, that's hard to say. Well, yeah, they said they compared it to Halo 4 2012. So that was the most, I guess, before before that. Uh, I guess Gears War 4 was behind 5. And then Halo 4 was behind Gears War 4 in 2012. But I guess they don't count one Halo 1 through 3. I would assume Master Chief Collection maybe had a reasonable amount of sales. Maybe not, because I guess maybe it was just, you know, maybe people waited on it for it to go down in price or something. I don't know. Hard to say. Huh. But yeah, obviously, you know, it being Game Pass and like, you know, this initial offer for people who never got Game Pass to sign up for $2 a spell, as well as a PC where, you know, people can try it out as on front there. Uh, it's pretty much a given that this is was going to happen. Um, yeah, I'm not too surprised by that, but I mean, overall, I definitely like the game pretty good. I haven't played it recently because Monster Hunter has been taking a lot of my time, but Definitely plan to get on it after I get Monster out of my system. Um, since at least I got the initial gears, uh, judders out of my system of after playing the uh, which call it the uh, the campaign. So um, impressive nonetheless. I know there was another article talking about Gears Five in terms of like the the physical sales were all were obviously pretty low because everybody got it on game pass or played it on game pass. So, I mean, that's expected. Um, but you know, obviously they made up for it, uh, in terms of game pass and, uh, it's surface overall. So good on you gears. Um, I like you. I hope you improve in time or with time. So yeah. Moving on. Uh, Shimu three. That's the theme. Y'all know it. <laughs> Y'all know it. Y'all hate to hear it. <laughs> um, so they uh announced a couple of details specifically regarding um Shemo 3. So 
Uh, I just want to touch on a few of those. In particular, um, they said that there's going to be DLC, uh, including story and other DLC. So there's going to be action oriented story, one story DLC, and I guess casino related mini game stuff. Um, outside of that, it was something else that caught my attention. I guess, uh, oh yeah, it was like some of the try and true traditional stuff is like, you always go back to your, um, you still go back to your home at 9 PM. So you still have your, uh, timer that you kind of got to abide by and stuff like that. It was one other detail that stood out to me, probably insignificant, but, uh, thought I would, uh, you know, cover it. It was up at the top. Oh, the voice actor who plays Cloud in the Japanese Final Fantasy VII remake. He's going to return as Lon D. Lon D. Um, you, there is no drinking animation, which is very weird. But I mean, fine. Um, yeah, I guess that was it, really. Um, I mean... Shenmue 3, I don't think it's going to like just stun or just amaze a lot of people. But for a lot of fans that played the previous ones, uh, I think it's still going to be substantial. I think I'll thoroughly enjoy it. Playing uh, 1 and 2 back. Man, this was 2015, 2016? I think 2015-ish. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I want to beat Londy's ass now. All this, all these damn had to wait one and two and then what, like 15 years to beat his ass. I want to beat him up. Just, just let me do this. Use you Suzuki, please. I want to beat his ass. Let me cut him. <laughs> let me cut Lon D in this one, please. That's all I ask. Just, just an incision. Okay. Just an incision. All right. I'm not asking for the whole world. Just an incision. I just want to cut a little bit. Just want to nick him, just so he just just so he feel a little bit of the blood, just so he understand where I'm coming from. You know, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Another interesting uh, news tidbit is a uh, GameStop. You know, uh, at least from what we see, uh, the ever so sinking uh, ship that is GameStop. Um. I guess there uh, has been some uh, showing of this one show. I mean, one uh, store based out of I forgot where this one's at, but basically kind of shows the new format they're trying to go with. I do kind of like it. It looks pretty clean in terms of just, uh, you know, compared to before. I mean, I liked it before, too, uh, but this is kind of looks more approachable, more nerdy ish uh, kind of appeals to us as, you know, gamers, nerds more than, you know, the general, I guess, public that maybe are fairly interested in the games, which is honestly at this point, that is kind of where they need to focus anyway, you know? So, um, yeah, so I think they, they were talking about, you know, yeah, like opening up the floor for, uh, people to, um, you know, have tournaments, tourneys and kind of make it a kind of, a hangout spot where you can also get games, which is, is a nice approach. I, I definitely respect it in terms of how they're trying to change up their kind of, um, perception or how they are perceived. So 
it's interesting for sure yeah looks clean it looks clean and yeah i guess you can um you can just purchase from the app and, and stuff too i want to say i believe that is a thing um that's cool because i do not like social interaction hey do you want to buy a, a license um you want to buy <laughs> that's like hey hey uh hey you want to buy a license uh one um cd protection of three dollars no nah, man, I'm, I'm I don't think I'm gonna I'm, I'm I don't see myself breaking this disc in half. Hey, I mean you could you could get it if you want though, cause you never know. You know if you got like a got like an imaginary dog that you mess with and they eat up stuff. Who knows? Come on, you know stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I like it. Uh, is it gonna change? The ship that is a uh, GameStop, I don't know. Or the sinking ship that is GameStop. Uh, we'll see. Um, I know they said it's not going to be every store. It's just going to be, I guess, presumably more of the popular stores um, or something like that, which is fine. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Interesting to say, at least thought I'd just mention that anyway. Cool stuff, but... At least GameStop is trying to do something, turn around their stuff. At least they they getting some of my uh some of these money for this collector's editions that be exclusive to them all the time. They never never optional somewhere else. They're always exclusive to GameStop. So they they getting these backhand deals or back alley deals somehow. I don't know what they're doing over there, but they're making it happen. Uh, so next topic of discussion is uh you already know well you probably don't i don't know why <laughs> why am i expecting y'all to know uh well, let's talk about them nd nds mpds uh negro punching dwarfs <laughs> oh that is stupid I am stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't. Why did I do that? Why did I go there? <sighs> stupid. Um, let me focus. Uh, MPDs. Uh, this is from Venture Beat. In terms of the MPDs, uh, which are, I believe go out roughly, you know, every month. In terms of uh, sales. Um, so not much that's surprising, to be honest. Madden NFL uh, at the top. Um, Minecraft still killing it. And what do you know? Grand Theft Auto 3 at three. The th number three spot. Again, for like what? The, the, what? 120th month in a row or something like that. Who knows? Um... Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm actually surprised by that. How 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 that uh that that's selling pretty well. Um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. You know the Banjo DLC. I still gotta play that. Uh, check him out. Um, I'm pretty sure that sparked a lot of interest. Super Mario Maker Two, number six. Okay. Mario Kart Eight. Very somewhat surprised by that, but at the same time, not really. Um, Mortal Kombat Eleven. I see you. Uh, I think they did a new character come out. No, I think there was maybe still on the cusp of that new fighters pass that uh, announced where they announced all the characters. Maybe 
Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege at number nine. I'm actually surprised by how one, how high this is and two, how consistent this has been in the recent months. Seems like uh, this has been picking up a lot of steam lately in terms of just like the, they I know they pretty much have been releasing new operators like every month or so, I want to say. Or I think that's kind of been somewhat of the tempo. Then uh, Astro Chain at number 10. I'm actually surprised by that, how kind of niche it's kind of been. Um, actually, is pretty, pretty uh, interesting. Uh, we're just going to kind of skim some of the like interesting, unexpected ones. I'm actually surprised by the Man of Dan. It felt like this game was just totally, completely off the radar for a lot of people. Nobody was even really aware of it. But uh, until now... Uh, definitely plan to stream that, play that at some point, uh, personally, but, um, good on it. Glad it at least got up there to, to top 20. Um, that's totally fine by me for sure. That's good news. That's good news all around. Um, yeah, nothing else really surprises me. It's like, it's unexpected. Not even familiar with some of this stuff. Uh, Odyssey, yeah, all that's pretty expected. So, this Age of Wonder Planetfall that seems very un unaware of. Uh, Triumph Studios first release of Age of Wonder franchise since Age of Wonder's three launched in twenty fourteen is yeah. Franchise history, largest launch in franchise history. I'm not familiar with that title, so I would not know. That is crazy too. It's five. That is that is a pretty notable kind of uh, acknowledgement. Five of the top ten best-selling video games of August 2019 are Nintendo platform exclusives, um, and then with Astro Chain launching as a tenth best-selling game of August. That is, that is pretty, that's pretty substantial for sure. That's crazy. And man, for the top 10 best-selling games 2019 so far, Days Gone, that still surprises me. That game just felt like it was just like a whimper in terms of just like, you know, overall impression or general, like, I guess, you know, uh, the echo chamber, if you will, of, you know, gaming. I never really... You never really heard much about this game, in my opinion, but I'm very happy for Days Gone. I know it re recently released uh, a patch that added some uh, interesting modes. I think like a new game plus and something else that I can't remember. But um, interesting. Mortal Kombat is the top of 2019. Kingdom Hearts. Interesting. Interesting stuff. None of this, uh, I guess I'm Happy for Resident Evil 2, at least I got number seven. At least that shows that we like we 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 like a traditional Resident Evil game with the you know new camera angle as well. Um for over the past twelve months, Red Dead Redemption 2, Black House 4 at 2, BA 2K19 at 3, Smash Bros. Ultimate. Okay. Understandable. Understandable. Pretty much all these are generally expected. Add in. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, that looks pretty good. For Xbox One, Man NFL at one, Grand Theft Auto Five at two, Minecraft at three, Rainbow Six Siege at four, Red Dead Redemption at two at five. Uh, PlayStation, Madden, Minecraft, Grand Theft Auto, Spider-Man, Black Ops 4, Switch, <laughs> all exclusives. Well, obviously. Um, yeah. Interesting stuff in terms of MPDs, though. It's like, at the same time, I'm not surprised by some of those. Uh, some of those, I was probably the biggest surprise was Astro Chain. I didn't think that I was actually going to be, um, as big as uh, a lot of people. Well, didn't seem as big as spell as well as Man of Medan. I never didn't think that that was going to do well, uh, but for it to at least get the top 20, that's pretty, uh, pretty great. I think it was actually at a discounted price in general when it came out. I think it's like under $30 or roughly $30 and under. So cool. Well, I think that covers all of the topics I wanted to discuss. I guess we'll get into what I've been playing, which uh, what I mentioned earlier was the Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare beta, which uh, if you, I think you had to, if you pre-ordered, you pre-ordered, you got to play early uh, last Thursday. And then for those that just have PS4, they got to play, I think Saturday, I want to say. Um, after, and then it's kind of the same thing this, this, uh, week where if you pre-ordered on PC or P PC or Xbox, you get the play today. Uh, but if you just, um, you get the play, but then after that, I think Saturday, you can just play it. If you just have the uh, platform or whatever, I, I want to say, I'm pretty sure you can play whenever or after on Saturday or something like that. Um, but yeah, in terms of just the general gameplay, at least speaking on the PlayStation four, uh, it was pretty great. Um, it took me a while to get used to some stuff. I wasn't a fan of the, uh, of not having a, um, uh, UAV or radar. Um, but it seems like they made a quick fix to that or like a maybe change. I'm not sure. Maybe they were just trying to gauge, and see how people responded to maybe trying to go potentially to that direction, at least as kind of like a, a substitute. They had uh, what what was like a um, what would you call it? They had a uh, what was it like um, kind of like a uh, compass like like a setup where like if you heard noise or somebody was making noise in terms of gunshots, it would just show that, and then you can kind of go that way, which is. Uh, it was a little too suggestive or too kind of vague in terms of like, you know, be able to get more, a uh, better accurate, you know, kind of, uh, reading on their location. Then they did a couple other testimonials that I messed with. One that was interesting. I think they premiered on Saturday was the, uh, what was it called? It was like night mode or night. I forgot night vision goggles, night vision goggle mode where you basically you would play with night vision goggles specifically. And, you know, you aim different. You would aim specifically with your uh, dot sights rather than, you know, uh, down the sights. Thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and then, yeah, just playing the whole level, you know, through green 
green and white basically um it was pretty cool pretty you know different change of pace in terms of playing the game um wouldn't mind playing that every now and then i don't think i obviously wouldn't be my consistent way of playing it or whatever but it'd be it'd be a cool little i guess palette cleanser um and then other than that they also showed what else something in particular that i can't recall um oh they uh had let you play hardcore so basically you know hardcore rules no uh no um hud at all um no crosshairs or anything like that just a clean present you know clean uh presentation which was really cool it was very immersive definitely it's just like you felt like you were really you're more in it than you know uh the traditional standard you know game um, but overall pretty great, uh, just getting a feel for some of the weapons, uh, I guess some of the standouts for me, the MP five, I was loving that boy towards the end. Um, you know, when you get the right, uh, attachments were pretty damn great. Um, in terms of the whole gunsmith system, it's pretty interesting. So basically it's like they kind of transferred some of the pick 10 to the guns while still having traditional perks from, you know, the classic Call of Duty or, you know, still having a traditional perk format from the original Call of Duty or, you know, the original Modern Warfare. So it's like it was a cool, interesting balance. So it's like you have your perks and then on top of that, you have your gunsmith. I think I think it's gunsmith what they called it, where you kind of have somewhat similar to a pick 10 where you can pick six uh gun attachments where you know uh there's you know balancing of picking a particular attachment so like if you get a if you attach a suppressor it will be um i think you can't aim as fast or i think that's with uh your dot sight if you choose to put it put on a dot sight you can't aim as uh quick as if you don't have one and like if you have like a perk of, you know, having um a what is it called? A uh what is it? It's um a stock. You'll be able to aim faster, but I think you have higher recoil. But that's the general gist of it. You kinda like try to balance it out and maybe see what works the best for you and how you play in your playstyle, which is really cool. Um I definitely like it. And then you know, it kinda has the progression, weapon progression, like you know previous call of duty so you're encouraged to keep playing with the weapon and you know rank it up and stuff um some of the just uh disappointments in terms of, like the guns in particular like i was really hoping that m14 was gonna impress me but man at least uh what i played jesus the kickback of that damn gun is just atrocious it's like <laughs> you shoot once and you you you're inaccurate and they like what generally takes like two shots uh hopefully um, and man, it, 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 it's, it's a prayer to get two consistent, consistently accurate shots in a row. Cause man, you, you just better pray. You, you better off actually just shooting, like shooting off the hip, <laughs> to even try to stand a chance. So that was pretty fun. Um, other assault rifles I was messing with, uh, I forgot, I think the M14, and it was another one. I can't remember. It was the M18 or M8. 
Um, maybe getting that wrong, but in general, I was pretty satisfied with, uh, all of the weapons in the game for the most part. Heard that AK was atrocious, so I didn't bother messing with that. Um, but I'll probably give it a go in this, uh, round of the beta and then, uh, see what new stuff they're gonna let us play with, um, this round. And, uh, also with the cross, uh, cross progression, it's, it's going to be pretty dope because you'll technically have an advantage over, you know, uh, if you ha pretty much wards the uh, multi-platform users. Because if you have PS4 and Xbox, um, even though I intend to play it originally on Xbox, um, you kind of have an advantage because if you play on PS4, uh, you'll be able to cross progress where you'll uh, be able to start off the beta at level 20 and be able to merc some fools, uh, you know, starting out. Or, you know, for the most part, Call of Duty is generally pretty good about balancing, you know, even if you're at lower levels anyway. But, you know, all in all, pretty interesting stuff uh, to kind of mess with and, you know, play around with, uh, at least with the beta this weekend. So uh, also, like I mentioned, uh, is that I'd, I was playing a lot of um, the. Uh, actually, before I move on, that, there's some, uh, some other things I did uh, that came to mind. Um, kill streaks are like traditional now. So now, um, you actually, you each kill now gets you towards your streak. So they did go back from, um, score streaks. So now it is still, they did revert back to kill streaks. So yeah, each kill you get, uh, you earn towards your kill streak, uh, you know, reward. And they even, you know, they even harken back to, uh, like modern warfare, Two, I think that's maybe the most notable one for this of, uh, you know, your kill streak stacking. So, you know, if you get a missile, uh, you know, you get two kills and then you get two kills after that, then you earn whatever next one. Uh, if you get like a Harrier, for example, like Call of Duty 2 and it kills enough people, then you get a chopper gunner. So basically, if you play your cards right, uh, your kill streaks can do and earn the kill streaks, the later kill streaks for you. At least for you know, speaking specifically on Modern Warfare Two, um, but now uh, you can actually get a perk for that if you want it. Uh, you can get—I forgot what it's called. I don't think you can release it, uh, at least in this uh, with the beta cap, which at least last week was twenty. So basically, you can technically do that with a perk, which is I thought is pretty cool. Um, you know, I think it's had a sacrifice of something else because I think like that and Hardline are in the same like slot or spot or tier. So, you know, you'd have to deliberate like maybe uh, actually no, it'd probably be the more worthwhile option. But I thought that was cool. Dedicating that to in particular to a perk, I thought was pretty sweet. Um, and then obviously not a lot of the uh, the bigger kill streaks were you know available i don't like the white white phosphorus one and stuff like that i think that's at the way higher levels but um yeah overall thoroughly enjoyed it um yeah i like the door mechanic too i think that's one thing worth mentioning i thought that was pretty cool how they handle it it's like you feel like uh, you feel like even more of a badass like just running and just bashing doors in and you sprint through and uh, i guess that's another point too like the um extra or super sprint mechanic now so basically when you're sprinting you double tap the uh sprint button or double tap l3 for most people you'll do a super sprint where you'll sprint faster than sprinting and I think you can sprint infinitely now 
in general, which is cool. So I guess that's kind of like how they trade it off. So you can sprint infinitely, but uh, your super sprint is limited, like kind of the older Call of Duty's where it's like, you know, you can you can't sprint as long. But, um, you know, you couldn't super sprint. So it's kind of like, you know, now they're kind of balancing that out, too. So, yeah, overall, I got, you know, kind of reflecting on it because it took me a while to kind of reflect on my experience with the game. I'm definitely impressed uh, with it so far. Um, another thing, too, is uh, the sound. The sound seems to be very uh, akin to the classic Call of Duties in terms of like uh, hearing the enemy um, where, you know, or, or I guess the official term was sound whoring, where you can do a lot of that in this one where you can uh, basically, you know, if you just crouch your ass down and just like uh, get some headsets or, uh, you know, uh, some quality headphones, uh, you can hear where people are coming and, you know, kind of get the jump on a lot of people that way, too. Um, I generally play video games. I mean, duh. generally play uh, music while I play multiplayer games. So uh, I, I don't know if I may be in my in a, in a real try hard mode where, you know, I want to I want to play on my monitor and get like, you know, one millisecond lag lag uh, response time and you know want to get get extra kill streaks want to get get all these kills uh then maybe i could see myself being that way but you know uh, just to test it out it, it is legit like you can literally hear people like you know you you literally get an uh idea where they're shooting from um that is a thing too that i forgot to mention uh or you know kind of uh bring attention to the time to kill is super short man it is super short i'd say even it seems to be even like shorter than modern warfare 2 if not in line with modern warfare 2 it felt a lot like that which is actually pretty good it's actually pretty good i kind of like that uh, it's like, you know, more volatile, more, I guess, um, more, I don't, what's the term? More just, I don't know, just more serious. That's kind of maybe the least impression where it's just like, you know, you can't just be willy nilly gun gunning around, uh, which maybe you could probably could do if you can, you know, swing it, swing it in some way, shape or form. But yeah, man. As you could tell, I've been I'm thoroughly impressed with the uh, the beta impression so far, or at least my impressions on the beta so far. I uh, can't wait to uh, get some more time in this weekend, mess with it. Uh, now that crossplay is kind of in place, see how that kind of plays in terms of the uh, ecosystem with playing with, uh, you know, PS4 players and stuff like that. Uh, PC as well. I'm going to be pretty fascinated with how that kind of pans and plays out. So yeah man thoroughly enjoyed uh the modern warfare beta game looks great uh from a graphical standpoint animations uh just overall vibe feel the maps are great too i forgot to mention as well um yeah all around i've been enjoying it man enjoying it thoroughly so next game i wanted to talk about was a uh, call of- <laughs> I got I clearly got Call of Duty on the brain. Uh, Monster Hunter World. So I've been playing that pretty much throughout this whole damn week. And, you know, pretty much ever since it came out. And good God, man, the loop is so good. The the loop is so good with Monster Hunter, man. Just uh, so, you know, I, like I said, uh, I think last week, 
I beat the game or I don't know if I mentioned it either way. I beat the game uh, this past weekend um, and I'm basically just in the end game stuff, which is, you know, for any Monster Hunter fan, that's pretty much the par for the course in terms of just there's always an end game or, you know, a pretty substantially long end game uh, portion of the game where, you know, it's kind of encourages you to help out other, you know, lower rank hunters and stuff like that. Uh, which I definitely plan to do at some point. Now I'm just kind of cleaning up, trying to get some uh, stuff that's going to improve like my canteen ingredients uh, where, you know, you can make food, better food uh, items and combinations. And, um, you know, now they introduced um, plus versions of mantles. So like you can actually add decorations to your mantles now. And then when you uh, put on the mantle, you'll get that buff. So let's say if uh, on your mantle you put like a uh, attack boost. Uh, so, you know, let's say you're getting beat by this monster, you put on a mantle, then you'll have that added attack boost uh, as long as you wear it. But then when it wears out, then you'd have to remove it after. So stuff like that uh, has been keeping me engaged. Also, these dope ass uh, weapons that I want to make and create and mess around with. Uh, majority of the time I've been playing with greatsword, but now I'm starting to uh dive into a long sword which is that's pretty much what i've always been in terms of monster hunter long sword and a great sword maybe i occasionally dib dabble with um switch axe outside of that is pretty much just generally uh what I, how i like to play monster hunter so all in all man just greatness man just great that game is that game is damn near perfection damn near perfection all around you know I had thoroughly a great time hunting with friends, uh, getting, getting whooped, getting carded. I've barely been getting carded in this game, to be honest. I mean, I'm not just trying to toot my own horn, but, you know, um, beep, beep, you know, so. <laughs> oh, boy, that was horrible. I'm sorry about that. I'm, I'm you know what? I'm apologize. I'm sorry for doing that. I shouldn't have. So I'm from the bottom of my heart. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, all in all, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, been loving all this stuff that's been coming out, man. It's not even over yet. Ugh, it's too much, but I love it at the same time. Keep it coming though. It's too much, but keep it coming. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I haven't really done much, uh, I guess, watching shows and stuff. Just Monster Hunter. Call of Duty has been occupying my whole weekend and last week. So, I mean, for what that's worth. So, I think uh, that is going to end it, guys. But um, you can check me out on uh, the platform that I'm streaming from, which is a switch. Uh, no, Twitch TV slash a switch. Uh, you can catch me playing some games soon. I'm just going, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't know. This project resistance stuff really got me hankering for some outbreak. So you might see that uh, in the coming days. Um, and then also on the tubes of the U or YouTubes, you can catch me on youtube.com slash a switch where uh, I'm telling y'all, man, y'all keep sleeping on it, but don't wake up, <laughs> wake up. You don't got to wait on it, okay? You about to get these videos. <laughs> you about to get these damn videos. Um, 
what else oh yeah uh if you can or ever be so kind um you know uh listen and support this podcast on uh your the most popular platforms or yeah most popular platforms i guess uh which is uh apple Podcasts, spotify podcasts i think that's the terminology for it uh google podcast feel free to like rate don't like thumbs down this is the most horrible podcast ever whatever just give me that feedback let me be great let me be great for you guys okay um and also if you have any questions you'd like for me to answer on the show live um feel free to shoot an email to uh a switch tv at gmail.com um if i happen to get enough i will start reading them on the show maybe dedicate a dedicate a, a segment to it. but all in all guys that's gonna do it for this week episode 23 switches sites and until next time guys Thank you.